This is Actor Self Coach, the actor's resource for emotional well-being. This is your phenomenal life. Know this. There's nothing you can't do. There is no problem you can't solve if you learn to manage your mind. So let's go. Hello and welcome to Podcast 48, Sunk Costs for Actors. So even getting started today was a bit of an adventure. Apparently I had too much on my laptop, so I had to delete some things that I never knew I had and certainly don't need today. So I learned about that. All right, friends, we are still striking as I record this. There are some theater opportunities and some broadcast opportunities within the parameters SAG-AFTRA outlines for us that are not being struck. So I hope you're getting some opportunities with them. I just had an audition recently in the room, as we say, and I left feeling great. The CD, the director, the other people at the table, the reader, all were warm, welcoming, constructive, supportive. Did I get a call back in the words of a terrific movie? Nope. (laughs) There was a piece of me, a sliver of my mind, that knew two things. I was not the age they were seeking, often the case with what I book, actually. And, although I gave a funny read, at least according to the laughter in the room, it was not truly my take on the material. And yet, I left feeling great. So thank you to the folks in that room. It was a pleasure. There are many satisfactions that can come from being in the audition room, and those for me are the warmth of real people, no AI anywhere in sight, and the tension of performing something that is still largely an idea. You know, we don't really own it yet some of the time. The preparation meets the room tone, and you are not quite sure what will happen. That alchemy. Will it, won't it? Devised. Again, I carried that with me for the rest of the day, it turns out. I didn't need more than I got. Historically, I have a fairly high callback rate. I consider that to be anything that stays over 50%. And that is not my booking rate, but some years it has been that high or higher. I'm sure that's true for most of us. One of the reasons I have a high rate is because I know what I do and my representation does too. So I most often get to enter the room or work in front of my phone's camera, knowing this is a playable role for me. Many of us will go in and out of these phases, the months and hopefully years where people just get you or want what you bring. And then there are the fallow periods where you seem to be mystifying to all directors. No one knows what to do with you. And that's okay, my friends. You are unique. Just hold on to that. If you're just starting out, Whatever that means, if if you're fresh off the bus at Port Authority or just flew into L.A. or you just got out of grad school or you're just starting in your bedroom, wherever you are, casting directors may be finding their way with you and what you offer. So don't be in a hurry for them to totally get you 
is that can create its own boxed-in feeling. It seems to me that as the horizon has increased exponentially, with everyone everywhere able to send in tapes, sometimes it must be overwhelming for casting directors now to narrow the focus, to constrain for the director. And I, I applaud their creativity in this. And certainly hope, as the best of them do, these amazing casting directors, that they call in folks they know, folks they don't, and wild cards in both categories that may shift the idea, the tone, the direction even of a project because of what we as actors bring that they didn't know they wanted. Try to do that, AI. Just try. Now, what's this podcast about anyway? Yep the sunk costs for actors. Now, this is primarily a business term, and it is often uh, called the sunk cost fallacy, which is our very, very human tendency to continue with an endeavor we've invested money, effort, or time into, even if the current costs outweigh the benefits. So this is great resonance for us as actors because sometimes we continue to invest, again, time, effort, or energy, and money into a path that is not rewarding us now. So let's talk about my audition last week. I know you've had similar. The sunk cost for me is the time I read, and in this case, reread the script, the money I spent on the train going into the city, the time elapsed for the audition, the energy on working for several hours on the scene on its feet. That is time, energy, and money I am never getting back. Got it. The cost I paid for that experience. Here is What can happen, however, if I continue to think about that audition, remember, nope, to a callback for me, if I continue to think about that afterward, other than a simple and clear, what did I do? What could I do better? If I run through that in my mind, that would just take a few minutes. If I continue to think about that audition, I am devoting spending more time and energy on something that is not rewarding me now. This is a sunk cost. I've already spent what, to me, was the appropriate amount of currency on this audition. Other than maybe going to see this show to see how it turns out, I don't need to devote any more currency to it. Doing so is, in effect, spending more on something that is done. Dwelling on a past circumstance as if that will change anything. Now, I'm not saying don't evaluate, do that, but don't obsess about it. Simple, clear. What did I like? Did it represent my best work on that, that day? What did I learn? Who's in the room I'd like to follow up with? Five minutes, right? Where else do we have sunk costs? Hmm. Relationships. Do you have any currently where you are doing all the work of the friendship? And you keep going with the ideas, the invitations, the communication, sometimes the money, and you never get much back. Now, if you like your reasons, that is great. But if you are just continuing because you've been in this relationship for a long time, it's a historical relationship, you can take another look. Is that truly a good reason, a gratifying reason to continue to pour time, energy, and probably money into this relationship? To continue to invest? 
Probably not. You take a class. Hopefully it is great, but maybe it is part one of a writing class and you never write anything you are inspired by or proud of and it's time to sign up for part two. You certainly can keep going. The muse could be just around the corner, but don't do it just because you already invested in the first class. That, that is a sunk cost. Pouring more into it won't make the first class better and won't create a great opportunity for the second class. Second class can stand on its own, take it or not, but like your reasons, don't let the reason be, well, I already spent money on the first part, I already did that. How about a website or headshots? Still using them because you paid so much for them? Yes, I've been there. I invite you to consider that they, if, if they're not working for you and it has been over two years, take another look. Are you using them or the site because you have them? This is a happening that means you are continuing to expect results because of sunk costs, including the money you spent, the time working on the site or gathering the clothes for the shots, the investment of getting them printed if needed. Right? So let's look at where we live, where we work. We invest in that space for sure. We move to a city, generally, although we can pretty much be anywhere now. And we live, we get older, we couple and uncouple, perhaps we populate the planet a bit. We spend time, money, energy, and so we stay there. It can be for a long time because it's easier. Change takes energy. Aha, we're not spending energy on that. We're going to stay right here. But, but we are spending time. The sunk cost of all that time can make us stay there instead of looking at our surroundings and considering if I were picking today, would I want to live here? In this city? In this home? In this rental? Did I buy it? Do I owe on it? Do I really like that wallpaper I chose? Is that why I'm staying? I think actors believe in general that we are lucky to have any place to live. Many of us starting out are just grateful. We got a toehold in New York City or L.A. or Atlanta, Chicago, wherever. And many of these cities are exorbitantly expensive for us and for our other creative peers. And, and maybe you are wealthy in financial terms. Good on you. But even you may be choosing to stay somewhere because of what you have already invested. And all I want you to open up to is this. We have one precious life. What we did, where we chose to spend up until today, is done. Those costs are over. We don't have to keep feeding the beast. The fallacy is that we won't recognize our human behavior, that we want to resurrect the rightness of that first spending. We want to justify it by, by, by pouring more into it. But value doesn't accrue that way. Value accrues because we value some time, someone, something more. We assign it our own value. And we, my beautiful friends, 
need to start deciding. What do we value? Deciding the cost of what we value. Friends, this is not the same as quitting, giving up, throwing your hands up and leaving the audition room. This is rather a consideration of how something is working for us today and making the decision to continue or move on based upon today, where we are, where we're headed, rather than the investments we made in it. And now, when many of us are working much less, if at all, now is a great time to do that work. To evaluate every day, why am I here? Why am I with this person? What am I spending my very valuable time, energy, and money on just because I've been doing that? So we strike on because the cost of not doing so is too high. We are thinking with consideration about our future selves and our future industry. We are choosing to spend our time and energy and sometimes money on this. This strike is our investment. Decide the cost is worth it. And you know what? It will be. All right. Have a gorgeous week. I hope any room you enter is warm with human connection. And when it isn't, I hope you book the damn job anyway. Let's go. Hope to talk to you soon. (laughs) 